morning, everyone. God tells us to bring all our failures, bring all our addictions, and come lay them down at the foot of the cross. Why? Because Jesus is waiting there with open arms. So for all of you watching us on your television and all of you out here this morning, come on, let's stand together and let's give God some praise.
Amen. God so loved the world, and who's in the world but us? So that means God loves us. He loves us abundantly. He loves us endlessly. He loves us fully and completely. How many of you are happy to be in the house of the Lord today? Can we lift our hands and give God some praise this morning? God is worthy to be praised. He said if we lift him up, he'll draw and he'll bless. He hears our prayers, and we've talked about that so many times. So praise God for this beautiful day. And praise God that we can rejoice and be glad in this beautiful day. Today, our scripture is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And we're going to start at verse 3. So I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God will curse Jesus. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another and to someone else. The one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still one another, still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. The word of God for God's people. Can we look to the Lord? Thanks be to God. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for waking us this morning. We thank you for clothing us in our right mind and bringing us to your house. Whether we're here in person or whether we're worshiping over the internet, we're worshiping. We love you, Lord. We love you so much, and we ask, Father God, that you anoint, pour out your spirit on this service this morning. Let each word that proceedeth out of each mouth bring you glory and bring you honor. Please, Heavenly Father, let your servants, let your children be edified, be drawn together to use the gifts that you so lavishly given us through the Holy Spirit to use them for the upkeep and the building of your kingdom, Father God, and to to tell others about the good news. Father, you gave, like your, your word says, you gave us different gifts so that we could help each other. Let us help each other. Let us love each other. Let us show to each other the same love that you've shown to us. And in doing that, Father God, we'll be doing what is your will. We ask that you continue to bless us and keep us and guide us and lead us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.
Debbie, and here is this week's news. John chapter 1, verse 16 tells us, From his abundance we have all received one gracious blessing after another. As children of God, we all strive to be more like him, and we want to show how grateful we are for the gifts that he has given to us. So we have created gift bags to help show others how grateful we are for them. Each bag simply contains a daily devotional and a blank note card, as well as a list of suggested items that you can add to bless a teacher, a friend, a relative, or anyone you know who needs encouragement. The bags can be picked up at the table in the mall, or you can stop by the church office. Monday, October 26th at 7 o'clock p.m. will be our annual church conference. All members of the church are invited to attend. This year's meeting will be on Zoom. If you would like to attend this meeting, please call the church office and we will get the meeting link to you. Every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock p.m., Pastor Vaughn and Gwen Montague host an evening of prayer on Zoom. It's a great time of fellowship and of lifting up the prayer needs of people in our church and community. Anyone is invited to this prayer time and you can find a link to the meeting on our Facebook page. For more information on these and other events, visit our website at ctcde.net or go to our Facebook page. If you need prayer, you can call the church office at 302-836-2862 or text us at 888-344-1022. You can also email us at prayer at ctcde.net. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. God bless you and have a great week. They're saying, he didn't have his microphone on. Welcome, everybody. So glad you're here this morning. That sounds better. I got so excited about what I had to say to you that I forgot to turn my mic on. Anyway, so glad you're here online joining us at Christ the Cornerstone. Debbie mentioned in the video the gift bags. I want to show you what they are. This is a, the, the, from on the online, it probably doesn't look like much, but I'm going to, what do you, is, that, is, that a, is that a cheap looking bag? Is that a very nice, very nice, very nice bag? It says John one sixteen on it. Uh, gift, gift after gift after gift. It's the verse that talks about God giving us grace upon grace upon grace upon grace. So we thought that was a, a good idea. Now these gift bags aren't for you. These gift bags are for our neighbors. So what we want you to do is like. Debbie said in the video, pick up one of these gift bags, but with the agreement that you're going to fill it with a gift of your choosing and what is appropriate for whomever you're going to give it to. And then you give it to them and you let go of it. And here's here's what I don't want to see happen because people have gotten a little bit jealous. Lynn, will you come here and, and we'll do this? People got these are nice bags. It's got this nice button on here and it opens up. I mean, it's a big bag. And you could you could pay a lot of money for this and you could fit lots of stuff in there, like even my foot will go in there. So the tempting thing will be, man, 
That's a nice bag. I'd like one of those bags for myself. I, I wonder if Pastor Roger will mind if I just take two, I'll give one away, and then I'll keep the other one for myself. Yes, Pastor Roger does mind if you do that. Because <laughs> we want to bless our neighbors and bless others. So don't even do this. Go up to your friend at church and say, Hey, Lynn, these are good bags, aren't they? <laughs> These are really nice bags. But Pastor Roger said we can't take one for ourselves. So let's trick Pastor Roger. I'll put a gift in it. I'll give it to you, Lynn. You put a gift in here. I like pecan pie, by the way. And then I can keep it because somebody, don't do that. This is for others. Let's use this to bless others. And uh, thanks, Lynn, for helping us. Up. Don't keep that bag. Okay. <laughs> but it's just a, a, an opportunity we have to love our neighbors, share our love. This is such a challenging time for us. My neighbors, for example, uh, have a family member that recently died in a very in a tragic uh, car accident, and uh, I'm going to take one of these bags, fill it up with something in the next couple of weeks, and just encourage them. And a beautiful family. Uh, but let's just do that. I invite you. You're online. The bags are here. I don't know how to send these bags electronically to you. So you, you call the church office or you could text us and say you're going to stop by and pick up a bag uh, or whatever to, to bless your neighbor. So let's let's do that. We want to give you an opportunity not only to give to your neighbors, but also give to the work of God. And we do that by giving generously. We teach that here at Christ the Cornerstone because we believe we're doing an excellent uh, task in building the kingdom of God. We're here so that all people can experience the life changing love of Jesus. And uh, so you may want to give uh, make a commitment to give financially. You can do that online by going to ctcde.net forward slash give. We've got the envelopes back on the chairs and on the tables and the pens here. Please be careful about COVID still. We want you to wash your hands and clean your hands, etc. So we've got the hand sanitizer here to do that. But if you're here in the room, you can drop those uh, offering envelopes and the, the uh, connect cards off in the baskets that are by the doors as you leave today. Um, Share your prayer requests with us. Share your prayer requests online with us. Go to the online, our website, and fill out the Connect card there. That's how we stay together. That's one of the, one of the things of the DNA here at Christ the Cornerstone is caring for each other. And if we don't know who you are, we don't know you're here, we can't, we can't uh, be in touch with you and care for you. We want you to experience God's love. Let's continue to worship God this morning. I'm going to ask you to stand for a minute, and I'll, and I'll pray, and then the team will lead us in a... Uh, in another song, praising God this morning. Let's pray. If you're able to stand, would you join me? Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. We give ourselves to you. We give ourselves to you in service. And we know, God, that you call us to go out from this place to serve others in the name of Jesus. Thank you. As we give ourselves to you in prayer and, and giving our resources to you, we just give you thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Get out of my way. 
you're going to say. I know the truth. I know the way. You think you're a lion, but I call a spade a spade. You're just a kitten running away. Hey. God's going to get my praise. God's going to get my praise. Devil, get out of my way. God's going to get my praise. I'm going to stand firm. I'm not going to run away. My God got my back. I ain't afraid. He's a fire running wild, but it's never caged. Jesus is a lion that cannot be saved. God's gonna get my praise. God's gonna get my praise. Devil, get out of my way. God's gonna get my praise. God's gonna get my praise. God's gonna get my praise. Devil, get out of my way. God's gonna get my Thanksgiving. Lord, whatever we're facing, we know that the praise goes to you, Lord. And I know it's not easy for us, Father, to, to give thanks to you when we're going through difficult times. But it is a discipline for us to do so. And that is a, that is a, the scriptures talk about a, give the Lord a sacrifice of praise. And God, when it's difficult for us to say thank you, it feels like a sacrifice. But it is pleasing to you, God. When in the midst of the difficulty, when in the midst of the anger, when in the midst of the frustration. And you know what, God, that's kind of where we are as a nation now. Jesus, we know you've got this. We just want to say we trust you. We trust you with us. We trust you with our local leaders. We trust you 
with our national leaders. Lord, help us. Lord, each of us knows what we want to see happen, and, and we know who we're going to vote for or who we're not going to vote for or what we're going to do, or maybe some of us are confused. But, Father, I just ask you to bring a sense of clarity to us as a nation as we make a selection. Help us be peaceful to one another. Help us to submit ourselves not only to one another or to the laws of this land, but to you. Help us be just in all of our actions to everyone. Jesus, we're calling on you to come and be present with this land. We know you want redemption. We know you want redemption for us individually. We know that your, your redemption flows into our families and into our communities and into our nations. And we pray for that day. When ultimately, Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And we thank you for that, Father. We trust you with these things because you tell us. We're so grateful. We thank you for for Fran and for Pastor Vaughn. and, And we thank you for the messages you've laid on their hearts. Now come in this moment and fill them once again with your Holy Spirit, your friend, your comforter, our friend, our comforter, the Holy Spirit, and guide us as as they speak to us, your words, and as we listen to what you have to say to us today. Pierce our hearts, pierce our minds with your truth. I ask this in the mighty name of Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. You may be seated. everybody. Good morning. It's wonderful to be in the house of the Lord today. Isn't it, Fran? Amen, it is. Praise God. I want to thank Pastor Roger for his wonderful prayer and also the praise group. They were just wonderful. And I love that last song talking about giving God the praise. You know, church, sometimes we spend too much time lamenting about complaining about the problems of the world, but all that does is open the gates of hell. Satan loves that. But when we praise the Lord, when we lift up hands of thanksgiving unto him, he says he inhabits our praise. Can we give the Lord some praise in the house today? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. When you think about it, we have so much to be thankful for, don't we? He woke us up this morning, got us started on our way. I didn't see anybody have to be carried in those doors today. We were all able to get here under our own strength. We all had eyes. We could all hear. We, we, we can talk. Wonderful blessings from God. There's so much to be thankful for. And I'm very thankful that he's also given us the mission 
to talk about the wonderful Holy Spirit. This is our last message on this series, series number three. And I just think it's awesome to learn so much about this part of God that has been a mystery to so many people. I must admit, I I thought I knew the Holy Spirit pretty good. But when we study, as Paul says, to show ourselves approved, you know, the Lord will reveal things to you that you did not know before. He opens up our mind, our heart. And I just want to thank him for what he's doing with me and Fran and what I hope he's doing for all of us. Are you enjoying this? Are you benefiting from it? Amen. Amen. Praise well, God. That's not. Amen. Okay, God. well, I hope you are. And I hope you will thoroughly enjoy what we have to bring to you today in conclusion. Just a little reminder of what we've done so far. Week number one, just to refresh your memory, I'm sure you all remember, we explored the nature the work, the power, and person of not only the Trinity, but of the Holy Spirit especially. And last week, Fran did a most masterful job for a lady who says, I'm not the preacher. My grandfather's the preacher. But when we gave her this assignment, asked her if she would consider it, she said, I'll do it. I'm not going to turn down an assignment from God or from the pastor's. And I think she did a great job last week, didn't she? Hallelujah. Thank you. I love that attitude. I know God does too. She talked about, and this is something that I never thought about, how the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit, his presence in us life, in our lives, to us believers, is an act of spiritual heritage. It's what the scriptures tell us we can expect. That the same power that raised Jesus from the dead would be in us once we gave our hearts and our lives to Jesus Christ. Amen? What a wonderful assurance to know that. So, uh, and I like the fact, Fran, you said that he has sealed us, right, unto salvation. You know, in this world, people can take so much away from you that you thought you had. Uh, I've had a house taken away from me and my family, burned to the ground, and it was no more. But this is something that we know is going to be there. We have God's word on it. His word is true, brothers and sisters. If the Bible says it, we can be assured of it. The words of God, the Bible says, are true words, like silver, purified seven times in a furnace of earth. It doesn't get any more truer or any more real than what the word of God says. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So let's go forward, my brothers and sisters, into our final segment of this Holy Spirit series, where we're going to take one last great overview of the Holy Spirit and what he does in our lives. We're going to start at creation, then we're going to move over to Jesus, and we're going to end right here with the Holy Spirit's effect and presence upon humanity and all that that means. And of course, you know that the Holy Spirit is even beyond that. He's always there with the triune God. So let us bow our heads and let us pray. Brothers and sisters at home, please join us in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you, dear God, for being here with us today. Lord, this is all about you. May everything we say, think, and do be about you. May the words of our mouths and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in thy sight, dear God. We thank you for being our strength and our redeemer. And friend, I feel God putting it on my heart to ask you, would you finish that prayer? 
Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the power, for the presence, for the Holy Spirit in the lives of your believers. So, Father, we know that as we lift you up, that you will rain down blessings. And we thank you in advance for that, Father God. So hide your servants behind the cross. Let you be magnified. Let you be glorified. Let your people be edified. So we thank you, Lord, for this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Well, let's get into this message, brothers and sisters. Uh, Many people, including myself, when you used to talk about the Holy Spirit, I never heard him mention much in the Old Testament. I always thought of the Holy Spirit as being something that came on that day in Jerusalem. Uh, what is it, 10 days after okay. Jesus ascended? Yeah. And he came and he got the church started, right? Amen? Amen. He, he empowered us and he uh, came to rest over our heads. We're going to get more into that. Let me not go too far with that. But that is wrong. That is so wrong. The Holy Spirit always has been. And he always will be. Just as we talked about in the first message, he's God. Have you been as much God as God the Father and God the Son? Where John chapter 1 tells us that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and that all things were made by him. And without him was nothing made that was made. That also, brothers and sisters, when it says God, he's talking about the Holy Spirit too. Not just God the Father. The three, as you remember from First John, those three are one. He truly has been part of our creation story from the very beginning, but you very seldom hear him mention. But I want to take us right now to Genesis 1, verse 1 to 3. And we're going to see where we're told right from the very beginning that the Holy Ghost, that the Holy Spirit was there If you would, read along with me, or if it's not up there, then I'll read it. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Where there is no God's presence going on, there's darkness upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Let me say that again. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And you know what? There was light. Friends, we have all three persons of the Godhead working here together. Can you see them? The Father, from whom the divine edict of let there be light first originated. The Word, who pronounced, let there be light. And the Holy Spirit hovering over all with his creative capabilities. Always overseeing, always over, uh, always empowering, always creating, restoring, and with his awesome power, there's nothing that he can't do. Aren't you glad he's in our life? And that we're in his presence? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, man in general does not like to think of this universe and our world being created by God. We have a little video clip here of something recently that was done to show us man's attempt to figure it all out. Hold on, it's coming.
I wish they were raising their hands to God and giving God thanks. That's what it is. Brothers and sisters, I'm not knocking our achievements. Uh, I think that's fascinating what NASA has done. I love the space industry. I have always been since a little boy. I wanted to be an astronaut, okay? <laughs> that was my desire, to be an astronaut, either that or Superman. But I decided I wanted to be an astronaut. And it's amazing what we're doing. They say pretty soon we're going to be on the moon and then Mars. But brothers and sisters, they need to know that they don't have to spend, I believe it was over a billion dollars for this project. Right. They didn't have to spend all that money. I can think of so many other things we could have done with that money. All they had to do was pick up this little book and read what we just read here and throughout the Bible that tells us that God, my brothers and sisters, did it all. Psalm 24 says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the worlds and they that dwell therein, that he founded it upon the seas, and he's established it upon the floods. And he said, who shall ascend unto my holy hill? And who will stand in my holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul into vanity, he shall receive the blessings of the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This book says so much more than this will ever tell them. I thank God for the word of God and for this wonderful book we call the Bible. We have it right here. They talk about the Big Bang. Well, like what John Hagee says. He says, who do you think caused the Big Bang, dummy? (laughs) He said, maybe that was the sound that it made when he just said, let it be. And it was there. I don't know who was around to hear the bang so they could tell us that. But brothers and sisters, rest assured, God's word proves he is the one. He is the author and the finisher of everything, including our faith. Psalm 33, 6 sheds further light on the creation process. Why don't you read with me? By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all of the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. Praise God. Creation is an exercise of all three persons of the Godhead. I didn't used to realize that. I usually stuck pretty close with John chapter 1, where it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word created all that. All things were made by Him. Without Him was nothing made that was made. But you have to read Scripture in light of other Scripture. You can't just take one Scripture and run with it. Right, Pastor? You've got to put it all together. I might not have a, a doctor like my pastor, but I realize this much. God's Word does not contradict itself. And it will tell you what is true. Faith The word of God, which is faith, which leads us to faith, trumps facts or what we assume to be facts. This verse shows us us just how much, first of all, we must realize, shows us very much, I'm sorry. First, we must realize that where the English translation says breath, the Hebrew word, it would say spirit. And when you insert that word there instead, this is what it will say. You get back to it. By the words of the Lord, the heavens were made, and by the spirit of his mouth, all their hosts. So in other words, once we 
Search that word. We see that everything was created and made by the Godhead, by God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. And brothers and sisters, I love the way the old, uh, the King James Version talks about the Holy Spirit hovering, always hovering over the things that he has done. He hovered over our creation. He would hover later on, you're going to hear, over Jesus when he was initiated to start his ministry, when he was anointed. He hovers over us in Jerusalem, the first day the church was born. And he's hovering over you and me right now. And church, I want you to know, he can bring into being whatever miracle we need in our lives too. He can create whatever you need. He said that he wants to give you the desires of your heart. I don't know about you, sis. I can desire a lot. There's a lot I desire. And God says, as we delight ourselves in him, that's the caveat, we must delight ourselves in him like we're doing here right now. Like you're doing at home, watching on your internet, that's spending time with God. That's honoring God. If you honor God, he will honor you. He says, I'm a rewarder of those that diligently seek me. And you will seek me and you will find me when you search for me with all your hearts. That's right. You got it. He can bring into being whatever miracle you need in your lives. I don't know about you. I've had times in my life when I needed miracle after miracle. And you know what? God provides He's never let me down. That threefold threefold cord of the Holy Trinity is there to bring into being whatever we need. Do you trust him, church? That's all he asks, that you have faith. Praise God. He said he'll give you houses you didn't build, wells you didn't dig, vineyards you didn't even grow. You just have to tell him. You have to open your mouth, get on your knees, humble yourselves and pray, confess our sins. And we have to tell him what it is that we desire. Yes, he can read our mind. Yes, he knows our minds. He, he is omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent, all of that. But he wants us to tell him. Do you have a need today? Anybody here besides me? Raise your hand if you have a need today. Because God is watching us. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. His ears are open to our cry. I see you, Yelande, and others. Diane, yes. It's hard to see out there with these lights. Okay. Brother Scott. Anybody? Brother Dave. Dave. Praise God. Have the people in the church have their hands up. Thank you. The Lord recognizes that. Mm -hmm. It's just a sign of faith to him. Folks, we like to say Jesus is on the main line. Just tell him what you want. I'd like to pray for the congregation right now, just for whatever need you have in your heart. And those of you at home, raise your hand. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we raise our hands in submission and humility and faith. We are your people. We are called by your name. We have humbled ourselves and we're praying. We are seeking your face, turning from our wicked ways. And Lord, we thank you for your promise that you will now heal our lands. We pray this on the authority of the word of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So now, my friends, we're going to move into the second category of the Holy Spirit's major experiences on the earth. And we find him hovering once again over the head of Jesus. Jesus. Elder Fran, you're not Jesus, (laughs) but he's in you. (laughs) Good morning, my brothers and sisters. For the next few minutes, we're going to discuss 
nine biblical accounts that detail the importance, the existence, and the presence of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' earthly ministry. Let's go back to the Old Testament and start in the book of Isaiah, chapter 53, verse 5, which reads, He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. So let's talk about what we know about this Old Testament scripture. One, that it foretells the coming of Jesus. And that lets us know that by Jesus' death and resurrection, we are reconciled to God the Father. Last week we had the opportunity, as well as week one, to mention and discuss that all scripture is inspired by the Holy Spirit. Yes. So now let's move forward approximately 800 years to accounts detailed in the Gospels of Luke and Matthew. We're talking about a couple named Elizabeth who was married to Zechariah, a Jewish priest. Elizabeth was from the priestly line of Aaron. Today we might call those two a power couple. One day when Zechariah the priest was serving God in the temple, he entered the sanctuary of the Lord to burn incense. Now we know in the temple, that was cons- the sanctuary of the Lord was considered the holiest place in the temple. An angel of the Lord appeared and told Zechariah five things, five very important things. One, his wife Elizabeth would bear him a son and to name that son John. Two, John would be great in the sight of God. Three, John must never touch wine or any alcohol. Four, John would be filled with the Holy Spirit from birth. And five, that John would prepare the way for the Messiah. Zechariah was really skeptical about what the angel of the Lord told him because he knew that he and Elizabeth were past childbearing age. Plus, Elizabeth was barren. Zechariah had the audacity to ask the angel of the Lord if he knew what he was talking about. And then he took that travesty even further when questioning if the message was from God. So you know what? The angel of the Lord made Zechariah mute, couldn't speak, not a word, not until the time that Elizabeth became pregnant and subsequently gave birth to their son, John the Baptist. Let's move forward about six more months. The angel of the Lord told Mary the Holy Spirit would come on her and she would conceive a holy child. The power of the Most High would cover her and the holy child will be the Son of God. Mary was still a virgin at this time and engaged to be married to Joseph. Now, Imagine yourself being Joseph and having to marry a woman who was pregnant and not by you. So he wasn't very happy, and he was prepared to quietly divorce her until an angel of the Lord came to him in a dream and told him that the child was conceived by the Holy Spirit. So unlike Zechariah, Mary and Joseph believed. They believed in the power of the Holy Spirit and the work of the Lord. So they accepted God's will. 
Later, during her pregnancy, Mary went to Judea to visit her cousin, Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby in Elizabeth's womb leaped. Elizabeth then went on to ask Mary, now listen very carefully, why is the mother of my Lord coming to me? How could Elizabeth have known this? How could she have known that Mary was carrying our Lord and Savior without the help of the Holy Spirit? Let's move forward now about 30 years. The amount of time that Jesus had been on the earth but was not yet empowered to do ministry. Many people, even believers, then we're believers, right? Believe that because Jesus was the second God person of the Trinity, that's why he could do miracles when he was on earth as a human. But let's look at this a little more deeply. When Jesus came to the earth to die for our sins, he came in human form while still being divine. He was human even unto the death of his physical body. Jesus needed the power of the Holy Spirit in order to have communion with God. John chapter 1 verse 32 reads, And John bore witness, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. That scripture tells us that we find the Holy Spirit hovering over Jesus and abiding within him. Peter the Apostle tells us in Acts chapter 10 verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. After that is when Jesus went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. In this one verse, again, we see God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit identified. And the result of the triune Godhead from that time until right now, in this room, in this very moment, we see God healing and restoring mankind. Brothers and sisters, we must always remember the power and source of Jesus' earthly ministry was the Holy Spirit. When Jesus was led by the, by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness and to be tempted by the devil, Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights. The Holy Spirit was with Jesus to empower him to do the will of God the Father, mm -hmm. so that through him all of us might become the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus said that whomever believes in him will do the works he did and even greater things. In his name, because Jesus was going to be with the Father and was sending the Holy Spirit. Jesus sent his precious Holy Spirit to us so that we can be sealed for God's future promises of eternal life and on a daily basis be saved from the power of sin in our lives. So, all right, Pastor Vaughn, 
You want to tell us what the Bible says about the importance and presence of the Holy Spirit in uh, mankind? I'm going to try. <laughs> we have about five minutes left, so I'm going to have to condense some of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want everybody out there in the audience, especially in, on the uh, network, to get this. It's very important. I am struck with the fact of what you said, friend, that if Jesus needed the Holy Spirit yes. to do the mighty things he did, and he was perfect. He didn't need the Holy Spirit to be perfect, but to be empowered. Yes. He was Depending on the Holy Spirit. What makes us think that we can get by and do the things of God and anything else without the power of God in our life? If you remember, uh, Jesus said in John 15, I think verse 5, that as I'm in you and you are in me and my word is in you, you can do nothing. A resounding nothing. Amen. Praise God. And then we want to know why we fail. I've tried to do a lot of things without the Holy Spirit without God in my life, in my own strength. And guess what? I failed miserably. It might have seemed to be going good for a while, but before it was all overpassed, I'm telling you, it fell. It did not stand. It was shifting sand. It was not built on the rock of Jesus, on the rock of God and the Holy Spirit. If you're not close to the Holy Spirit, to God, to Jesus, then don't be surprised when things don't work out right. Of rice, because I had that picture of uh, that tree that you talked about. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's there. I'm sorry. I'm looking back here. This is a picture of a tree that I took right up the road from where I live. And if you notice, the top is starting to turn color. And I remember, remember from my schooling, there's a reason why that happens. Why the tree starts to turn to brilliant colors from the top and from the outside. We look at and it is being beautiful and lovely, and it is, to look at. But what is actually happening is that tree is dying. The leaves are dying, not the tree. And it starts with the leaves that are furthest from the source, the trunk, and the root. Thusly, my friends, the same is with us. You know, you can look at nature and you can see so many things that are exemplomatic of God in our lives in the universe. I remember a time Pastor Roger was telling us about a, a boil on a cow he was ministering, not ministering, working with. And, and he said, that's, that's like sin. That's like sin. You look at his festering, it's nasty. And I said, that's a wonderful illustration of sin in our life. So he went on and preached about it. But uh, I'm being a lot milder to you with that tree. <laughs> Praise God. But folks, we do need Jesus. And we need God and we need the Holy Spirit. Jesus made it very clear to the disciples and to us, don't go forward without this Holy Spirit in your life. In Acts 1.5, he said, For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. He was telling them, don't do anything until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Brothers and sisters, I don't know about you. I was not born good. The Bible tells us, that we were born in sin and iniquity. That's just the nature of man. But once the Holy Spirit comes into our life, a wonderful change occurs. Paul tells us in Galatians chapter 5 that we will become virtuous. We will develop what he called fruits of the Spirit. And for the sake of expediency, I'm just going to read them to you if you're not familiar. It starts with love. I like that. Love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, 
faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And I couldn't help but think, can you imagine how this world would be if everybody had this in their uh, their personality, if we were all loving, you could just stop, start and stop there, full of joy, full of peace. Can you imagine? You could just open the doors of the jails, there'd be nobody in there. This political mess that's going on right now, it would not be. We'd all be of one accord. We'd all have, as Paul says, we should have, the mind of Jesus. We will have all done what he said to do, put on Jesus like a cloak, like a garment. We'd all be one-minded, and that's what he wants for us, brothers and sisters, so much. And when we let the Holy Spirit reign and abide and rule our lives, that is what we will have. He's hovering over us right now, just as he did in creation, just like the hovering peaceful dove he is. He's hovering over the ones in the upper room. He hovered over creation, and also, my friends, like I said, he's hovering over you yeah. and you at home. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad. I'm so glad that, as Pastor Rogers said to us today, don't forget to say, the Holy Spirit is your friend. Yes. He's your paraclete. Yes. He is your companion. He's there to empower you, to help you. He's not there to spy on you and tell you how bad you are. He wants to help us. He's our friend. Remember, he represents Jesus who was the friend who stood closer than a brother to the point that he hung, bled, and died on the cross for you and me. Mm-hmm. Fran, would you just in closing tell us a little bit more? Sure. Thank you. Sure, brothers and sisters. Um, Pastor Vaughn and I wanted to share something that was written by Charles Haddon Spurgeon, whom we consider one of the greatest ministers of the gospel. And this was written in his paper called The Proper Study of the Christian. The proper study of the Christian is the Godhead, the highest science, the loftiest speculation, the mightiest philosophy, which can ever engage the attention of a child of God, is the name, the nature, the person, the works, the doings, and the existence of the great God whom he called his father. There is something exceedingly improving to the mind in the contemplation of divinity. Oh, there is contemplating Christ, a balm for every wound. In musing on the Father, there is a quietus for every grief. In the influence of the Holy Ghost, there is a balsam for every store. So that says so much. Whatever you're going through, Whatever you need, whatever you desire, the word of God tells us for that one thing that I desire is to what, Pastor Vaughn, is to dwell in the house of the Lord. All the days of my life. And behold. Behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire into his temple. Amen. For in the day of trouble. Yes, he will will hide hide in the secret of his pavilion. Yes. He will set me up upon a rock. Yes, he will. Amen. Amen. Thank you, friend. So if we desire that, my brothers and sisters, if we desire, if we thirst after God like he's pursued us, he pursued us so much that he sent his only begotten son that so we might have eternal life. Amen. If we thirst after him, he will give us rest. He will be the bomb for every sore that we've ever had. He will bring us peace. Peace. 
comfort, joy. He will give us everything that we need to lift him up. So we encourage you to lift him up and be drawn unto him. So we challenge you to seek after the Holy Spirit and the triune Godhead. And you'll see a wonderful improvement in your life. Yes. Will you do it? Let us pray, Pastor. Dear Heavenly Father, once again, Lord, we thank you for sharing this precious knowledge with us. As we sit in the very first book, very first message, it comes from your holy book, from the Bible. We thank you for the Bible, the Word of God that teaches us these things. Lord, help us. Please, Holy Spirit, help us to develop the fruits of the Spirit. We want to be like God. We want to be like Jesus. Not be God, be like him as you've told us to be. Help us to develop these nine graces spoken by Paul and to realize that love is the first thing, the greatest thing in that precious cluster of heavenly fruit. The other eight all follow love. Love is exalted above all. Joy is love, exalting. Peace is love and repose. Long-suffering is love on trial. Gentleness is love in society. Goodness is love in action. Faith is love on the battlefield. Meekness is love at school. And temperance is love in training. Help us, dear God, to develop this in ourselves with your help and your power. And dear God, help us to recognize it in other people. We don't judge one another. But we're called to be fruit inspectors. That's how we know one another. So, Lord, help us to be conscious of the fruits in ourselves, first of all, and then in others. And to pray and help others through the Holy Spirit to develop them in their lives. Father, we want to give you all the honor, all the glory. Thank you once again for the privilege to preach your holy word. We thank Pastor Roger for this assignment and for allowing us to bring it before you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Friend and Pastor Vaughn, faithful man, <laughs> for bringing this. I asked them to do to, to bring this message because I wanted to learn from them. I had uh, seen them and uh, and heard them talking and wanted them to share with you. So thank you for letting them uh, do that. And I thank, thank you God. both for being faithful in your study and listening to the Spirit and then giving to us what the Spirit lays on your heart. You're changing. You're changing us. Thank you, sir. You're changing our world, Praise and I appreciate God. it. Before, uh, before we go, I want us to do... You guys can go ahead. Praise God. I know that we're in a season of COVID, but I want to offer you an opportunity, you here in the room. Uh, I haven't figured out how to, how to anoint people digitally over the Internet, uh, but I've got some anointing. Uh, some anointing oil, and I just want to, you know, so here at home, uh, ask the Holy Spirit to come upon you. Confess your trust and your faith in Jesus Christ. And I know I'm inviting people, if, if, if you feel safe, if you want to do this, come forward and I'll have my mask on and I'll take some oil and I'll make the sign of the cross on your forehead and just say a quick prayer for you. And then if you want to come and uh, stand or kneel here at the uh, altar area, platform area uh, to just pray. I invite you to do that. Allow the Holy Spirit to come speak to you, nourish you. Look for the fruit of the Spirit as Pastor Vaughn. Love, joy, peace, 
patience, kindness, gentleness, generosity, self-control, self-discipline. All these things that are, that are fruit of the Spirit that aren't just for us to keep to ourselves, but just like any tree grows fruit in order that it may propagate and it may nourish others, the fruit of the Spirit is not for us. It is for others' nourishment. So come and, and, and let's do this. If you're online, here are the next steps. Take the, uh, go to our website and uh, fill out the Connect card. At the bottom of the Connect card is a space for you to leave a comment, offer prayer requests. I invite you to do that. And uh, let's continue. I'm going to invite the praise team to lead us in song. I'm going to go down here. If you're, if you're here and you would like me to anoint you, put your mask on. I'll have mine on. Come forward and I'll anoint you with oil and we'll have a time of prayer. In the meantime, while you're at home, please pray with us while we sing together. Let's continue to worship.
see you, God. Jesus, even if we don't feel you, and Holy Spirit, even if we don't know that you're there, you are there working because God's Word tells us that you are there. So even if we don't see it, even if we don't feel it, it's great when we see it. It's great when we feel it. But that doesn't mean you're not working because you're working here this morning. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for being with us. Thank you, God, for sending your Holy Spirit to us to work in our lives, to heal us, to make us whole, and to mend our hearts. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, God the Father, for being with us today. Now we go forth from here to live out in the Spirit of God that the fruit of the Spirit may flow into nourishing us and out to others. Go forth in, in peace in every place you go. God bless you. Thank you for being here today. Stop.